0: Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, afternoon, and good evening wherever you're joining me from. Hope you guys are well and had a good week. It's finally nearly the end of the week, guys. I'm so happy. Um, so yeah, I hope you're well. And as always, you are now listening to Home Girls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning, or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and enjoy. So guys, um, Black History Month is coming to a wrap and I thought I wanted to do an episode just highlighting the work of a Black-led organisation and how this work might also benefit eldest daughters and maybe their siblings, etc., so um, yeah, that's what this um, topic is going to be about and we of course have an eldest daughter to tell us about it. Um, so I'm joined by Redwan today. Hi Redwan, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. How's how's eldest daughter life treating you? <laughs>
1: that sigh. <laughs> I feel like any elder daughter, if you ask them questions, question, it's always like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, go- it's going well. Uh, it's a whole job of its own. It's yeah. a whole job of its own, being an elder daughter in the family. Yeah. How many um, younger ones do you have? I have two younger ones. Uh, I have my brother is about to turn 16 soon okay. and my sister is 20.
0: Oh, nice. Amazing. Um, so you work at Upress? Yes. So could you tell
1: us a little about Upress and what you guys do? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I work at Upress as the operation manager. Uh, so Upress is a social enterprise here in Newham. Our mission is pretty much to use creative art to empower young people to find their voices and be heard. So we work with young people from the age of 16 to 30, from the minority background. It started out as a social campaign and with the aim to make a difference in the community. So we've done a lot of different projects uh, with a lot of different young people uh we've even partnered up with people who are considered homeless as well we've done a project with them uh other communities as, as people who are younger people who are like ex-offenders refugees migrants. so we've done a lot of amazing work with them and produced a piece of art piece with them does that make sense there's a lot yeah, of things yeah, that we've I mean, actually that, that's, done that's that's amazing and
0: um how like You said it started as a campaign. Um, What was kind of the thing that made you guys go like, okay, this is what we need to do? Was there a gap in the market around your um, new area? How did it come about?
1: So I I was not around because we've been in the how long have we been here for now we've been here for like 10 years we just recently had our wow. 10 years anniversary a little while we ago <laughs> um, <laughs> right. uh, I joined the organization about two years ago but with the social action campaign so my director realized there was a, a gap within young people having a place to go to Um, being able to express themselves so he partnered up with a few other people that he knew and they kind of like came together to basically do a project where they try to get a lot of young people involved in music in terms of poetry to express what they're feeling and that kind of led them to do another project where Uh, for example one of the project was called the voice of redemption where they basically use creative art to tackle the stigma associated with ex-offenders and basically provide them a platform for their voice to be heard so it kind of led to that which now where we are at the moment is we are doing a lot of other amazing projects similar to it where we are currently um have a project where it's called the collective and young people on there are producing music. Uh, We've recently finished another project called Truth on the Roof where we tackled the issue with COVID. As you know, COVID was like a massive thing Um, and it affected a lot of young people. So we did that one where we found out very raw feeling they were going through. And yeah, it's just led from that to... A lot of other things where the organization is just slowly growing and growing so it's been amazing that we are currently in a place where we've just recently celebrated our 10 years ten anniversary years. Yeah. 10 years is ten years. amazing like <laughs> that's really <laughs> impressive so
0: well done to all of you and um, for making it happen for um the wider community um so in terms of what you guys are doing um what what kind of age range do you support in terms of it? let's say if an eldest daughter wanted to come or their siblings what kind of age do you support?
1: Uh, So we start as young as 16 um, and then we go all the way up to the age of 30. So if there's younger uh, sister or sibling want to join we can accommodate them for all the project that we're currently doing and then for the older one we don't close it off at the age of twenty-four as a lot of different organisations like close certain projects at twenty-four. We lead it all the way open to the age of thirty. So yeah.
0: Many Thank, very much. Much. Thank you. That's that's um informative. Um I you guys um support predominantly um people from Black and minority backgrounds. Um, Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's so important to have
1: spaces like yourselves around? I think it's important because to know that there are a lot of different um, places for young people to be able to feel safe and being able to express themselves and not feel so alone uh, is really, really important. I think that's something... We do really well and i see that align with homegirl unite as well where people are able to relate with someone and to have those spaces and show that those opportunity to connect even over something very simple like a book club like you mentioned before uh or where we currently do is like with music uh, where they can connect over it and yeah i think it's just very important to have those places where people can just come and connect with other, get to know other people.
0: I completely agree. And I think it's so necessary to have those spaces where it's about you. Like, you don't have to worry about, Mm. or if I go there, will they have something for me? Spaces that are, like, culturally aware as well of the Mm. needs of um, Black and minority people and knowing that you can go without fear of judgment or without fear that your needs will or will not be met. So I think it's um, really important work that you guys are doing. And um, hopefully, if there's any eldest daughters that are listening, um, that you think your siblings or yourself may need this kind of space, please do um, take advantage and um, use it as you wish um so there's this like a debate I've been having with other <laughs> eldest daughters that we tend to go into jobs that help other people because we've been kind of raised to like serve and be helpful mm-hmm. and I feel like your job kind of says it all <laughs> What do you, <laughs> do you feel like that that um sings true to your your like work history, or is this is this something that you think um
1: aligns with you? I mean, I think you're definitely right on the nail about wanted to end up helping or we end up going there. I think my my history to where I'm currently at. Um, in terms of my position has kind of led for me Wanted to figure out what I really wanted to do and just prior to COVID I realized I wanted to work with young people. Um, I volunteered in an organization called ATM and I love seeing how young people kind of develop over time and it kind of led me to wanted to be able to help out with that and I think it also comes from seeing my siblings and my sister kind of developing as well and helping them so I've progressed to the position that I'm currently in where I just enjoy seeing my team operating well um supporting them as much as they can and also a participant I just I just love to see them grow and I, I do think it probably has something to do with me being an older sister. I believe so. <laughs> I completely um, second that. And I, I'm looking
0: back to when I was in like college to the jobs I used to have to now doing homegirls. I'm just like, mm. I'm just gonna have to accept this is who I am and not fight it anymore. Um, do you ever do you ever feel like you take your eldest daughter role into the workplace like you work in management right you're like the operations manager so do you feel like when you're do you want to baby people like always like you do with your siblings at home how how is that for you because I tend to do that
1: i i feel like yes and no but also add a bit of tough love to it as well where so i whenever i have like one-to-one with all of my um staff members i want to see them grow so i always focus on what have you like improved so far because in a way i'm hoping that they develop as much as they can within the time they are currently with me and when they do achieve something big, I get so happy that they've managed to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Uh, they're here. And I just I pushed them even further. I was like, okay, you you did that. That's great. Can we add these amount to it? Because I believe that you can do that. Um, so I do add a little bit of tough love to it. And, yeah, I guess supporting them as much as I can. Yeah. Definitely. Um,
0: I think it's also a lot of checking yourself and remembering, like, I'm at work. I'm not at home and Mm. let people do their jobs and, like, not micromanage because I know Mm. I love to micromanage my siblings. And sometimes (laughs) even with them, I have to, like, be like, "Um, actually, they're capable. They're 20 and 16. So mm-hmm. they, when you're not at home, they're completely fine. So why is it now that you're home, all of a sudden, you want to make sure they're doing things right? Um, mm-hmm. I think being an eldest daughter, there has to be a lot of unlearning and minding your business because mm-hmm. we've never known that. Um, growing up, what were some of the responsibilities that you were having to take on as the eldest daughter and how do you think that's shaped your relationship with your siblings now?
1: Oh that's a quite a lot of things to think about.
0: (laughs) We'll start with the responsibilities. Uh,
1: So I I think the typical one um, making sure my siblings are fed looking uh, making sure that Making sure that I know all the passwords, if they ever needed. Uh, Financially looking after them. Making sure that they eat correctly as well. Because my my sister wasn't incorrectly correctly when she was a lot more younger. Uh, looking after my brother. Changing his nappies. So many things, honestly. Um, I feel there's a lot of responsibility. The, you know, the ones that surprise me the most is... It's the ones that I don't realize I'm responsible for, but I'm certainly responsible for. What without no communication?
0: That's interesting. What what has popped so up that's made you think like, oh my god?
1: Is it's just sometimes my mom would look at me and be like, "Did you organize this?" And I was like, "No, I did not organize." Say for example, the finance or something, mm. and she would be like, "But you meant to organize it." I was like, "But you would never communicated yeah. that." And it's like an ongoing thing. Like, even this past week, my mom um, bought what do you call it uh, for the toilet? She bought like a carrots, the seat thing for the toilet. Okay. And she wanted me to change it, but <laughs> she didn't state anything. She just left it there. And everyone is just waiting for, for it me. To change. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> like
0: I'm also waiting for you guys to change it.
1: <laughs> I thought I was like, let me let me wait for my brother to actually do something. Because mm. he's he's that age, sixteen, he seems strong now, he can mm. he's capable. But instead he he was just waiting for me to do it. And then when I got started, the amount of time he came over to me it's like, Are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> i was like do you do you want to have a go at a fix in this <laughs> that is typical
0: and i think a lot of i think our parents also get to that point where they know which child to ask because mm. they ask let's say our younger ones they may be met with some hostility arguments etc so they're mm. like oh my eldest passive let's just let She'll do it. Let me just leave it for her to do it. So I think a lot of it, sometimes it can be like lazy parenting because you think one child has been doing everything for you. So now why are you going to stress yourself and argue with another child? Um, And I think it's also important to understand that when we suddenly decide not to do these things for them the lash mm. um, the lash back we get from them is so like wow I've been doing this for you all your life and the one time that I decide not to do it all of a sudden I'm a bad person and um, I think that's a lot of a problem for us eldest daughters to deal with because it just makes mm-hmm. you realize how much sometimes you may be underappreciated in the household.
1: Mm, absolutely yeah
0: Yeah. um and I think being an eldest daughter I can I can attest to how important having organizations I wish I lived in London and knew about things like Upress because I I grew up in Yorkshire and there's nothing like this there And Mm. I wish I could just drop my brother off somewhere to have a break for, like, an hour or two and Mm. know that he's going to be in a space where he can also have an hour or two away from me and Mm. being in each other's hairs so much. So I think organisations like this are great with the work they're doing, but also in helping, like, having indirect benefits if that makes sense um by having a space where people can just go and take their stresses out etc so big up to you guys for for the work you do so um you you said you currently have I think two projects going
1: so we currently uh, so we have about three projects currently going so we have uh the musical one which is the most popular one um because a lot of young people currently find the best way to express themselves for your music mm-hmm. so we take them through a process on how they can do that how to songwrite, mm-hmm. vocal and things like that we have a great facilitator who does that um so I will recommend that one. That's a two-years-long project going on. So we will be recruiting for more young people uh, going as of next November, and it will be only to commit for, like, twice a week for, like, okay. two hours, two know, four hours, basically, in total. Um, and it's a really, really good um, – it's a very good way of outletting and finding a way to, you know – what's in your heart or what's in your head hmm. to be able to like express it out. It's so important. Yeah. And being able to realize you can put that in a very musical way. It's beautiful to see that. Uh the other project we just recently finished was the Truth on the Roof. Um that was the same creative output mm-hmm. in particular. Except in music it was more in poetry basically. Okay. Um but it's the same dynamic where it's like you writing it out, you put out your feeling, we take you through all the training, all the steps you need, uh, and we support you throughout. The next project that we are gonna be launching in January is called the Aspire program. So we've done this once before we've done this twice before. Um, and we did it during the pandemic, believe it or not. <laughs> um and what we realize is that a lot of young people have a lot of amazing capability. Mm. But what they need is like the training and the support. Um, particularly, say, if you're a filmmaker, but you need a bit more experience on what to do, how to handle clients, um what's the right etiquette when it comes to emails invoices and things like that so with the aspire program it's basically training them up to be a freelancer maybe. and then through that what we do is they join our agency hmm. and we kind of like hire them out to other organizations so if a small organization like yourself maybe reaching out say you need a filmmaker that would hmm. be great we will go get patrick patrick is doing really well he finished our spy program he can come over and yeah. take some of the shots Amazing. so we're always trying to find a way to what do you call it uh level up our yeah. young people
0: mm-hmm. speaking of leveling up um i recently um i think i saw this week on your twitter page about one of your past um um, participants that went on to, I think, become a TikTok star or something along those lines. Um, yes, yes. Could you Sorry. tell us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, so the remember the 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 most popular one I was saying, the collective mm. has been around since I think the first one we did was in 2018. Mm-hmm. So. One thing we've come to realize um, is there's a lot of amazing young people, there's talent, but they need that push in order to go far. So Scarlett, I believe, started out in 2018 with the collective. Uh, She worked really closely with one of our facilitators, Marianne, who worked really well with her, Mm -hmm. kind of got her out of her shell. Yeah. Because she was very quiet, got her out of her shell. And then over time, she managed to basically come out and uh, been able to fully put out all her music to the well and share it with them. So it's amazing that we managed to help her along the way and build her confidence. Yeah. And there's this fun fact that we recently found out um, mm. that a lot of creative people, if you have them in a room, are the least people that would actually talk. Yeah. <laughs> Because they have so much going on in their heads, so many ideas, but they don't—they wouldn't be able to express it unless you actually give them the opportunity to express yeah, it. Yeah, that is so true.
0: I'm, I'm glad you mm-hmm. guys have the space for them to do that. And, mm. um, and honestly, you might see me at one of your singing stuff, you know. I can't sing for anything, but... <laughs> i'm not music is not me i am not music but i will yeah, sing so you, my heart out
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so we don't say we can't hear. we say you will you I will be will able be to you will be able to um what? the other <laughs> oh my god um the other thing that's really amazing that we've done something more of a, of this year and is we've partnered with more of the organizations so there's another organization called i think it is also black led i believe so called alex hickson okay uh, so they are a mental health support organization so mm-hmm. they so as great as it is that we are supporting our young people throughout these programs yeah there's so much we are capable of doing so what we've identified is the more ways to support our young people is having the option to support them through mental health as well.
0: Yeah.
1: So by partner with Alex Hicks and he's able to do a drop-in session one-to-one with them, and it's something that we are planning to implement in all our projects going forward. Mm-hmm. So you're not just coming on a program just to improve your confidence or your creativity, but we also want to include the mental health support as well to it.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. And um I was just thinking now maybe hopefully one day we could potentially collaborate together um to do something for eldest daughters. and um,
1: Absolutely.
0: that would be amazing. so um so where can people find you um online? What are your um socials, etc,
1: for anyone that wants to follow you? uh so we are upress uh on all our platform and if you find our website uh, as well uh you can click on the newsletter and then follow up for the upcoming program that we'll be doing in the coming future and just to let you guys know it's upress with an underscore uh, if you just type in u press, you might likely find uh, something happening in Japan called <laughs> upress press It's like a magazine over there. So, <laughs> I don't know how, but I guess we have similar names. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you send us a DM, we also have a WhatsApp group where we share a lot of different opportunities. Um, some from programs from ours, some from other opportunities, job-related training from other partners that we have that we just drop in because the thing about being in this kind of business is the more you know other people the more people will be like oh just so you know we have this amazing we have this this so what we've found a way is kind of like putting it on whatsapp make it easy access for any of the young people uh, to be able to tap into that. And it's it's really, really helpful for a lot of young people. We've seen a lot of people who've taken a op- job opportunity based on some links that we shared. So I would suggest if you're up for that, you can DM and we can sign you up for it.
0: Amazing. Thank you for that. And I will add the your details on the description box um, and I'll try and link your socials on there as well so people can just click um thank you so much um Ridwan for joining me today um i wanted to ask you a couple of questions before we of course. before we left um if you could go back and change your birth order would you stay an eldest daughter or would you change it
1: ah i've been debating about this honestly <laughs> Uh, this year has been it's been a very testing year for me as the oldest daughter this year, to be yeah. honest. So it's been making me think whether I would or not. Uh part of me, yes, because I'm not gonna lie, I like the fact of not wanting to take any responsibility and just chilling mm-hmm. like my brother mm-hmm. does. <laughs> but I I also admire the fact that the position that I'm in has kind of allowed me to take more control. And I'm not going to lie to actually like sometimes taking control
0: mm-hmm. over
1: certain situation. So I, I would say it, it, it's in between. It's in between. It's in yeah. between.
0: No, that, yeah. that makes sense. I Some days
1: I have. What, what did you pick?
0: I said I would stay. Um, an eldest daughter only because I feel like I see how my siblings are struggling sometimes in the Mm. middle and I think being an eldest daughter comes with a lot of characteristics that have helped me in Mm. terms of career like building friendships etc so I I definitely would stay even though it can be the absolute ghetto um I Mm. I don't mind it most of the time um but mm. yeah, a lot of people tend to answer that they will stay in the role
1: it, it's it's as it's what you said it builds character yeah and <laughs> i don't know yeah. if that's a good thing but <laughs> no, no. But, um, it, it does and yeah. also it's i'm not gonna lie it can also be fun sometimes it can mm. also be fun yeah and I don't know part of me is not part of me a part of me is extremely proud of like when i see my sibling doing really well and certain things i really don't want them to go through mm-hmm. um and i just want them to enjoy as much as life i mean obviously i do want them to support me once in a while yeah but uh we we get in there we get in there. i think as long as there's open communication that it, it helps exactly i completely agree yeah and um I hope they
0: they continue helping more or try to do more. If there's any younger siblings listening, help your elders, please. Don't let them suffer. Help <laughs> change the toilet <disability> seat <laughs> once in a while as well. Um. Thank you, Ridwan, for joining me today. And um, no, thank
1: you, for thank
0: you, guys, that you press for the work that you're doing, and for anyone that feels like this would be of benefit for them or their siblings please 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 go and take advantage and join and meet new people make new connections etc so yeah thank you guys and I will be back next week bye bye